Hello, everyone. My name is John Jens. I'm the CEO of Latitude Uranium, and happy to be here to talk about our recent uh, recent assay results. Uh, our last batch came on December 4th. The first batch came on November 7th, and so all 18 holes are out now. And I think there's three big takeaways from uh, from our drill program this year. Uh, one is that we've uh, extended known mineralization. We've grown the resource, uh, and again, next year we'll we'll be updating the resource so people can see what that means in terms of numbers. But we'll look through uh, we'll look through some of the cross sections and see you can visually see how that's happening. Uh, two is we found a new lens which we believe uh, are working in geological theory is this is the hanging wall mineralization, which if true um, makes uh, you know makes the future to find more of that uh, type of mineralization across the deposit uh, a great uh, great thing for next year and the future. And secondly, we're understanding the geology a little better in terms of um, we have what's called these cross cutting structures coming through. And we, uh, when you look at our press release on page one, you can see that sort of coming. You can see the the main zone going um, going across the page. You can see these cross cutting structures coming in. And what it means geologically is is basically they're splitting the rock uh, as they come through. And in, the, in those splits, that's where the that's where the fluids can go. And that tends to be where you find the mineralization. That tends to be where you find the higher grade mineralization. And so um, you know our whole five. Um, that's uh, if you look at the very bottom of the page uh, where it says off-scale radioactivity, 7.5% over 1.6 meters. You can see that sort of at the edge of one of these cross-cutting faults. Um, and again, when you look at the new lens, it tends to be on the edges of these cross-cutting faults. And although it's a picture, um, it's not quite that simplistic in the real world, so it's not quite that easy. But um, our, you know, our vectoring and our targeting are getting uh, more refined and more sophisticated over time, which uh, is a good result of this year which will augur well for us uh, for next year. And so really the three big takeaways are we're growing the mineralization. Uh, we found a new lens uh, in the hanging wall. And if this hanging wall theory um, holds together, uh, which we'll be testing next year, you know, we should be able to uh, extend the hanging wall across, uh, you know, the better part of the deposit, which will add mineralization as well. You know, in this hanging wall, in an eventual mining scenario, you're theoretically turning um, what it would otherwise be in an open pit scenario uh, waste you turning it into ore, even though it's a little lower grade than our average grade. Um, you know, anything that's ore is not waste, uh, just increases or decreases your strip, increases your economics in an open pit scenario. So it's all very positive. We're very happy with the results. And uh, as well, we just closed a $6 million deal for flow through. So uh, currently we have about $11.7 million. Uh, we're fully funded for next year. And so uh, we're excited to uh, go away for the winter. Uh, we probably should open up back in late May, probably, depending on the weather, uh, and get out our 2024 program. Uh, we don't have it uh, fully spelled out, but we've got some concepts we need to we need to work on. Obviously, we need to get board approval and make sure that we're all aligned in terms of what we're doing. But that was uh, that's the conceptual plan for next year. And don't forget, on the CMB, uh, we're still waiting today for two things. One is uh, geophysics for Mustang Lake. Hopefully, it's going to show some targets. And the property-wide AGG, it's called Airborne Gravity Gradimetric Survey, which is a mouthful. But uh, what it's going to show is uh, additional uranium that we don't already know about and the potential for IOCG or iron oxide copper gold, if it is there. Depending on the results of those two surveys will dictate what we do and don't do next year at the CMB. But that's uh, that's coming. One will be out sort of at the end of this month and maybe uh, a little bit into the, into the new year. So a little bit more news flow coming and uh, that'll that'll dictate what uh, what does or doesn't go on in the CNB for next year. Okay, John, like, I appreciate you kind of running through that kind of um, pitch, as it were. Uh, I say, you know, how things are going and obviously where things are going. Can you, just a couple of questions, though, before you go, um, which is around, um, 
And congrats on the six million raise closing that. that that's fantastic. You're funded for next year. All, all good news. Just are you saying at the moment the 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 kind of plan for targeting modeling the the drill bit for next year, the drill plan for next year is not quite there. I mean, what what else have you got to look at to kind of work that out? What's the timing? Well, we've got a list. Of, we've got a list of about twenty five targets, and it's really just prioritizing where we think where we think we're going to get the greatest bang for the buck. And so you know, it's a as we learn more stuff in the field, as we as we update the models, as we uh, you know develop sort of these cross cutting structure uh, theories, you know we continuously refine and, and uh, update uh, these targets. And so we have an idea today, but um, you know because the team has been so busy on a number of fronts, uh, you know January is probably the time where uh, we really go into a deep dive. We'll uh, we'll all get together in a room and we'll go over sort of what we all think the priorities are, and we'll just rank them. And you have to be a little bit flexible too, because you have to have some extras in your back pocket. Because when you get up there, given things are melting, um, you know, don't forget we're, we're tugging, we're tugging the drill around on a, basically uh, if it's so in the winter we can tug it around them on the ice, but uh, you have to you have to find some pads where it's not mushy to put it down, or else it just sinks. So you know, we we might think our number one target is in location A, but location A may not be accessible for three weeks because it's just it won't be dry for three weeks. So. We need to be a little bit flexible, but we've got a plethora of targets, so that's not the issue. The issue is uh, is, is is ranking them, and again, we have a, we have a list today, but we'll uh, we'll be refining that list over January and be ready to roll and uh, be ready to roll in late April, early May. Okay, and um, okay, appreciate that. Um, so you got to be flexible. Um, you don't know, don't know what what uh, the nature is going to throw at you. I get it. And um, with regards to what's going on in the market, though, we're seeing so you know I think we've talked a little bit about it in the past, uh, which is the strategy for creating value. You've got money to drill. And those drill drill results based on your latest press releases is are throwing up some, you know, some high high grade, two point eight eight um over, you know, half half a meter to, you know, just over two meter two and a half percent over half a meter. You know, those the, the high grade stuff's there. How what do you think you need to be targeting? You've got to find more of these lenses, but it, and you talked about the hanging wall uh, potential there. Is what's gonna make a difference for you put adding pounds or significant pounds to this thing, you know, aiming for that hundred uh, million that, you, that we've talked about in the past. I mean, have you got some, you must have some thoughts now about how you get after that. Or is that, or is that data still yet to be analyzed? Uh, it's still there. I mean, but I mean, you know, our plan's always been, the, it's, it's been the same plan we've always said is, you know, drill this year. I think we've done a fairly good job and the results are fairly decent. Uh, we're going to do the same thing next year. The size of the program obviously to be determined, but you can tell by the money in the bank, the rough, uh, the rough size and uh, update the resource at the end of next year. And if we can so if we demonstrate to people some decent growth, um, and again, if the market uh, if the market rewards us for us, which I hope I'm hopeful it will, uh, we can get the story out. Uh, obviously, our valuation should be much higher. Uh, that's fine. We'll continue along towards that hundred million pound work. And if it doesn't, then we have to consider what our alternatives are, which is, you know, potentially things like uh, maybe we'd have to demonstrate the potential of the deposit. In a form of some type of economic study, a PA or other, uh, to show people that you know, if if, if they're not if they're not uh, wowed by the uh, the growth in the resource from uh, forty three to whatever number we're going to get to, um, they have to be wowed by something else because it, it's 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 a very good deposit. It, it sort of fits a very good niche in the uh, in the world of uranium. Between on the on the left hand side is sort of very early grassroots and production. It's sort of sitting there right in the middle, ready to sort of go into some form of development. Um, you know, again, if it was a smaller company, it might be, you might head down the development pathway very soon, uh, for the larger companies, 
Uh, everybody wants that magic hundred million pounds. And when you work through the math, the reason that is, is because, um, you know, at the average grade, it would be sort of a five million plus pound per year uh, asset, which, you know, go to the WNA website. It's, it would put in the top, if not five, top 10 in the world. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's right there. So it's tangible. It's there. It's, and, you know, we just have to figure out what, uh, you know, maybe it's me, maybe, maybe the market's not, uh, maybe the market doesn't like me. I don't know, but, uh, you know, the asset's fairly good. And so either we're not telling the story properly, but we need to get that out to people. And if, uh, if they don't like the resource growth, we're going to have to figure out what, uh, what that means in terms of, uh, modifying and adding to our strategy. Okay. Well, it, it, I think there's a few uranium stories are starting to take, you know, Take, take credit. Take credit for the, the movement of, of price out there um, in terms of the, the spot price out there. What 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 do you think the reality is in terms of where that that value lies? Will it be a case of just delivering those pounds, or will spot getting through a hundred bucks just do it for everyone? Hard to say. I think you know because when the spot price moves, I mean you have to also take into consideration with the spot price is what the contract price is, which is the more longer term view. If you're actually going to develop a mine. I mean, if you're just trading in and out, uh, obviously the spot price is, is is more is more more important. But if you're looking at a development scenario over time uh, with a mine, and you're looking at a sort of a five to fifteen year time horizon, you have to sort of look at what you know where the where the longer term price is. And you know, even if spot jumps to hundred for whatever reason, um, it it all depends on sort of the cumulative wisdom of the market of where they believe the long term price is going to stick. And so, you know, I think. The issue with some of the assets out there are that, you know, the technical studies are a little old. Uh, maybe the prices are not representative of that. And you know, I don't. I still don't think people, even though the spots, you know, eighty plus now, I don't think people are quite there in terms of, you know, is seventy five the new long term number? Maybe for some people, maybe. You know, is it sixty? Is it? And it's 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 a different number for different people. And then you know, everyone has a different, um, you know. If you're a if you're a utility user, you want the you want the lows, you know, buyer wants uh, buyer wants high, seller wants low, all that. But um, I think it just takes a little bit of time for the spot to go wherever it's going to go, and the long term to sort of moderate to wherever it's going to go in terms of a consensus. Um, and uh, you know, those develop the development assets out there will have to have a you know, there's 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 conventionalism in the market that people you know people need between seventy and seventy seventy and eighty dollars. Uh, to bring some of this marginal production online or the incremental production. Is that true? I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, we'll have to see. But I, t- I tell you what doesn't seem to be working is the fact that some of the producers, obviously Chemco is cracking on, cracking on and, and, and others like like them. But the developers, 80 bucks doesn't seem to be working for anyone at the moment. Do they need to see three months or six months sustained, you know, higher lows? I mean, what... what how do these guys get funded? How do they say to the market, this is a reasonable time to give us the money to actually go out and build our stuff? You have to, I think, I think it has to be from the investor base. Um, they have to agree that whatever the technical study says in terms of what it needs in terms of a long-term price to, to make a base, that the investors agree with that. And I think the investors are still, you know, it's a, it's a reasonably small universe. I wouldn't say they're skittish, but they're you know as, as things move up, people are skeptical that it's going to hold. And but you know as as time moves on and it's sort of self reinforcing, there's some point in there where where things move up. And you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be terribly surprised. It, you know the thing I, I think the problem is is most investors just expect you know like for example in copper and gold as the price moves up, incremental production comes online 
I wouldn't say instantaneously, but you know, existing producing mines can bring on marginal cost of production as the price moves. In uranium, it's 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 not as easy as that because uh, it's more regulated and it's um you know the production of the Athabasca is what it is and it's it's high grade and it's it's really it's really a technical question, not a not a not a financial question. And so you know the industry is just not big enough to be able to accommodate that. And so it needs new production and new mines. And again, juxtapose the development timelines against maybe copper or gold, and they're just they're, they're longer, they're more regulated. It just takes time, and so that there's a lag effect. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, either utilities or maybe upgraders somehow securing supply at more more at the mine site and doing what some of the the streamers and the um, the other people do in copper and gold, which is give you know in exchange for um, guaranteeing you know ninety percent of your of your of your yellow cake. You know, we'll loan you X hundred millions of dollars. Obviously, you have to repay it, but that's sort of the quid pro quo uh, that we've seen in other industries. And it wouldn't surprise me if that sort of happens again, because if 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 the investors don't catch up enough, the utilities will have to do it because they're unfortunately having to buy this in the real world and supply the reactors in the real world. And so, um, again, it wouldn't surprise me to see them dip their toe in either as a as a as a principal or as an agent or, you know, contract somebody in the middle, one of the upgraders to do it. it it's, it's, inter- it's a really interesting point you make there with regards to, obviously, you know, I think 20 years ago, you know, royalty and streaming seemed, seemed, seemed like, a, like a novel idea. Uranium's had, obviously, a recent checkered past, but now it seems the infrastructure, the governments, the regulations seem to be very pro-nuclear as, as part of a solution. Do you think that there's going to be, do you think it is possible, as you say, to have this new form of financing for the uranium space. Maybe it's a, it's a rehash of what else is going on elsewhere, but for uranium, it, that's quite quite the leap. Um, it is, but I think, I, think people, I think people are coming to the realization that really, you know, if you want to bar- borrow an acronym from, uh, from the old world of low interest rates, TINA, there is no alternative. I mean, look, you don't have to be a uranium bull, but look around the world, unless you want to start rationing power, how are you going to even, you know, uranium has to keep up with the GDP per capita growth rate in the world's growing. People are, there's more people in the world. Uh, we all know that. And more people use more electricity. And um, nuclear or green, green power has to get not only its GDP per capita growth, it has to it has to take away from the fossil fuels, the oils, the natural gases and the coals. Uh, if we're going to have any hope of getting anywhere close to any of these uh net zero targets of 2030, 2050, they keep moving around depending on who you are and what you are. But really, again, if you, you know, hydro and wind just aren't quite there in terms of reliability, supplying baseload power, battery technology, it's all developing, but not there. And if you don't have hydro, because you don't have a river, well, you're Tina, there is no alternative. You have to, you have, all roads lead to hydro. So, uh, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to go crazy, but I think people are coming to the realization that if you need constant baseload power and you throw into the mix uh, the geopolitical tensions and you need you know power security if you will uh, or energy security um, that's one thing that you can act on today you can't act on others uh, today so I think you know to me that that tells me that over the next five to ten years it's going to be a, a secular bull market how fast how quickly you know um, people always think it tends to move a little quicker than it should but um, Again, but it's it's not driven by me or what anyone else. Look around the world. I mean, look at uh, you know, there's an increasing adopt- adoption of climate change, the recognition of climate change. Summers are getting hotter, winters are getting colder. Um, 
you know, there's more fires, there's more natural destruction all over the world. The reinsurance market is going crazy uh, trying to deal with all this. Um, and so there has to be some, you know, there has to be nuclear power uh, more than it's pro rata. It's a small, it's a small portion of the world's power. It's only 10%. So, you know, it's got lots of room to go. But again, it's a, uh, you know, the mining of it is not the most difficult part, but it's a regulated industry, uh, the regulated channels and, um, uh, you know, it just can't move on a needle like, for example, cop copper and gold can. Well, like, um, you made some good points there. John, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with your six million bucks. Uh, and I look forward to you coming back on and telling us um, all about it. Uh, appreciate that. I think, you know, there's a lot of kind of cash, cash constrained companies out there, you know, envious of, of what you're going to be able to do. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, okay? Sure, Thanks, Matt.